take a 19-year-old boy and put him in prison. That's what happens. Now, I'm 21 at the time, because I done settled into the prison now. I've been there for a while. But in prison, you have things that you're very particular about. Like I told Marcelli, hey, no peeing standing up in this, in this cell. You have to sit down and pee because of this. I pray on the floor, and so if you urinate, you splash urine all over the place, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Just setting the tone. So you start to develop certain type of phobias about things. Um, I developed this phobia when I first got to this place called diagnostics in prison. It's, a, it's basically slavery. It's like a bunch of fences. You're in one fence. It's like it's, it's a space for like 80 people, but they ram like 200 people in the space and you're just trying to get your space. You don't want nobody behind you. You don't want nobody but in front of you. You just want to maintain your space. So that's the first, um, the first little cage and you have on clothes. So they move you to the second cage and they tell you to take off all your clothes. Now you're naked with the same bunch of people smashed in, so now you're back trying to get your space. You don't want nobody behind you, don't want nobody in front of you, trying to get your space. Dude, we all naked, so dude come over and talk to me, say, hey man, what's going on, what you in here for? Hey dude, get the fuck away from me. I'm naked and you in my space. So I'm not really comfortable being naked with a, a plethora of men. I'm not, that's not why I'm at with my life. So, moving forward, now I'm in prison, and I remember something my uncle told me. He said, if you never want to be naked in prison, you buy some shorts off commissary, and they can't make you take off the shorts because the shorts are not contraband. Cool. I've been having these shorts. This was my first purchase. <laughs> a lot of people purchase other things on commissary, soup and food. I bought a pair of white shorts, $7. Best purchase I ever made in prison. <laughs> so... I wear these shorts every day. Even if I wear my boxers, I wear the shorts on under my boxers. Because I already know anytime you can be strip searched. And I know the rules because I was the fine safety clerk. See, let me tell you, fine safety is power. I know everything about this prison because I work for Scarborough, which is a fine safety man. I'm the fine safety clerk. So I don't want nobody fucking with me, <laughs> stripping down nothing. So most of the time, I'm a, I'm a well-respected young guy in this prison, because I've been here since I was 19, now I'm 21, and I'm, I'm just gaining my stripes. Officers respect me because I'm respectable, and I'm so respectable that officers don't do this. When they call, this is thing they call child time. That's what people run out the, on the door to go eat like fucking cattle. I said, hey, don't talk to me like that. I'm a civilized human being. And the officers were like, oh, child time. Then they turn around, Ali, excuse me, lunch for you. I'm like, thank you, sir. Because <laughs> I'm very civilized. So now I'm, I'm about to become uncivilized because it's an officer named Mitchell. It's always somebody, when a bunch of people like you, it's always somebody who doesn't like you. And they trying to prove a point. So Mitchell sees me. And let me tell you who Mitchell looked like. Mitchell looked like the dude What's the dude, Flanders on The Simpsons, <laughs> who's always like a fucking pedophile to me, always. 
So I'm coming through for no random reason. Mitchell pulls me over in this area. I'm on building eight is why I stay at. And, and it's, a, it's a, tra a high traffic area, the vestibule area. He stops me in the fucking vestibule area and say, hey, I think you have some contraband. I'm gonna shake you down. Like, yo, Mitchell, I just came from necessities. I don't have no fucking contraband. Get the fuck out of here. You know, and put your hands down while you're talking to me because you're supposed to stay three feet away from me because you know I'm the fucking fine safety clerk. So don't fucking break the rules. <laughs> so he say, well, I'm gonna strip search you. I'm like, no, you're not. Not in this high traffic area. No, you're not, sir. So he calls the rest of these other officers around some fucking rookies that don't know me, and he's like, yo, you're gonna have to take off your clothes. So I took off all of they white shit, they clothes, gave it to him nothing. I got my shorts on, I'm standing there. He said, you're gonna have to take them shorts off. I say, that's not the rules, Mitchell. Not the rules. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm getting a little, a little heated about this because I know I have a problem with being naked in the fucking hallway, and I know that I have a problem with this. And I'm, and I'm trying to get Mitchell to understand, Mitchell, this is not gonna be good. <laughs> Mitchell, 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 I'm trying to explain to Mitchell, Mitchell. So he gets all the rest of these officers around, the captain comes up and says, I can't go against my officer. He say you got contraband, you gonna have to get naked. I say, captain. If I get naked in this hallway, in front of all these people coming in and out, and I turn right to Mitchell and looked at him in his eyes and say, this ain't gonna be good, Mitchell. <laughs> because I don't give a shit about going home at this point. I came here with 15 years, Mitchell. I wanna do these little 15 years and go home. But if you make me get naked in this motherfucking festival area, <laughs> So they got all these officers around me, and I didn't threaten this man with the easiest way I can threaten him without getting sent to save. I said, Mitchell, this ain't gonna be good, brother. So long story short, I end up naked. <laughs> and I'm pissed. I'm naked and I'm bald-headed, and he, do, he taking me through this bullshit. Run your fingers through your hair. <laughs> Open your mouth. I've been talking this whole time. If something was in my mouth, Mitchell, it'd have been fell out. Open your mouth. <laughs> Lift up your balls. Squat. Let me explain what, what he just did. I went to prison for a nonviolent case, drug dealer. What he just turned me into was a violent young man at 21. Because you made me cough and squat for no fucking reason other than that you wanted to see me in my mind. So now, I'm, I got tears in my eyes and people walking past, other prisoners walking past, and they looking at Mitchell like, Mitchell, <laughs> this ain't gonna be good. So for eight months, I've been planning on killing Mitchell. <laughs> like I done wrote my mama this coded, this coded letter letting her know that her son ain't coming home no more. 
I told, this is what I wrote the letter. I say, mama, prison is like judicial slavery. I just figured this out. And I'm Nat Turner. <laughs> you had to know about history to know. Y'all have figured out. <laughs> and my mom writes me a letter back like, just chill. And she got a face with tears on the face. And I'm like looking, I ain't even like, I don't give a fuck about my mama tears. What I care about is this. I was in the fucking festival area with my balls lifted up, squatting, fucking coughing, letting this fucking child predator look at me. This is what I'm fucking focused on. I'm killing Mitchell. I already put it in my mind. It's done. So I done told two people. I told two people. Alameen, his name is Leslie Davis and Mustafa. I don't know Mustafa's name because I was so terrified of Mustafa, I never wanted to ask him <laughs> his real name because then what happened? Somebody busting for something else in prison, sitting, then I know his real name, then it's back on me. Didn't want to know. <laughs> so I told Mustafa, Mustafa's like, yeah, that was foul what Mitchell did. Mustafa been here for 27 years. If I kill somebody, I know he down. <laughs> Alameen got 50 years. He ain't going nowhere. I plan on spending the rest of my life with Alameen and Mustafa. Because <laughs> I'm going to kill Mitchell. I already know this. Don't know how. But like anything in my life, something is going to break. This dude, I'm coming from Eaton. This dude say, hey, Lee. I said, what's up, man? He said, you know Mitchell is working the foregate. I said, what? Now, mind you, I've been in prison. I haven't been happy about nothing in a long time. The man told me that he was working Fullgate. I got fucking excited. Let me tell you what Fullgate is. Fullgate is the gate to closed custody. I live on eight building. You got to go to four building if you go into closed custody. When you come around the corner in four building, it's like you got to come past the cafeteria, and then it's the main building this way, and then it's this little side hallway, and you can't see anybody until you come around that corner. And Mitchell was at a gate around that corner, which is a good, a, they, he's not gonna make it if I get to him, he's not gonna make it. <laughs> and then it's that gate, and then it's the gate to four building. So it's a long way to get to him, then it's another long way to get to that door. I got a plan. I'ma just run and just fucking just try to get through that gate and just stab Mitchell. But that's stupid, that's stupid. So, I go back to my cell and I'm sitting up trying to map out a plan on how I can fucking kill this dude. And then I hear, get ready to go to four building. I look out my cell door, it's a dude that got in trouble. Now he's getting sent to four building. He has this big white bucket with all this shit in it. And I say, hey, you going to four building? He say, yeah. I say, let me carry your mattress for you. He say, cool, I need some help. I go up the stairs, get my knife, put my strap, my shit on me. Boom, I got a big ass mattress over my shoulder. So you can't see my face. He's rolling the bucket, mattress over me, come around the building, and I'm so fucking excited because I'm going to kill Mitchell and I'm going to drink a sip of his blood because I fucking hate him that much. When they find me, I'm going to be like, yeah, Mitchell on my, I'm, I'm like, oh. I can't fucking wait. Oh, I'm so violent. I can't wait. So, got this knife 
and I got this mattress and this dude, and me and this dude, he has no idea what's gonna happen. He's, he, he's accessory to this crime and he is so unaware. He just rolling, he rolling his bucket, talking about his family, man, I'm just fucked up. My family ain't gonna get to visit me. I'm like, good, mine ain't either. <laughs> so, we coming around the bill. We coming past the fucking chow hall and I'm just getting more and more excited because this is gonna be a good one. Somebody apparently tell, because Alameen looking for me, apparently. He said, yo, where Ali at? He said, Ali helped old boy move the four building. And Mustafa, because I get this all the backstory. Mustafa say, yeah, he going to the four building. And Leslie, Alameen say, hey man, I think Mitchell on four building. Mustafa say, Mitchell on four building? Man, let's go get this boy, because he gonna kill Mitchell. <laughs> Now it's complicated, because they got to get out of eight building first. You got to get out of eight building. You got to get buzzed out your pod, come out of eight building. I'm thinking I'm good. I got enough time to commit this murder and hopefully get away with it after I sip his blood. <laughs> Boom. So we coming around the corner. The dude has the bucket. He's going through. Mitchell opens the gate. but he don't see me. He can't see me because I have the mattress over my shoulder. And as the bucket goes through the gate, it's, the path is clear. All I gotta do is wait for that bucket to get out the way, then Mitchell will be standing at the edge of that gate. I can walk through my mattress and just fucking start stabbing Mitchell uncontrollably. <laughs> this is what I'm thinking. I got it playing out of my head. I'm dead serious. So I come, I'm right there, and as soon as I fucking get to where I can see Mitchell, Alameen and Mustafa come around the fucking hallway and say, Ali! And I turn and look, and Mitchell sees me and slams the gate and tell me to put the mattress down. He can take his own mattress. Put the mattress down! And I'm standing there looking at him. Say, hey, Mitchell. And he just said, put the mattress down. I slid the mattress off my shoulder. I say, you have a good day, Mitchell. And just the fucking terror in his eyes. <laughs> and I know he shit on himself just a little bit. <laughs> Was enough for me. And I just walked away real slow with, and didn't break eye contact until I got to Alameen. stick with your race. I don't know why I can't have a Mexican friend. He's in my cell. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But Mexican got on boots and I got to figure out what I'm supposed to do now.
on this show, here's what happens. It's a bunch of comics telling true stories, and that's all it is. Please, give it up for Ami Sadiq, everybody. Let him hear. My story is about prison danger, seeing that I look so menacing, you know? And I'm black, so you know it's gonna be about crime. <laughs> Let me tell you, prison is a is an odd place because you do not know the rules. No matter how many prison movies you've watched and documentaries of locked up, you still don't know the rules of what's gonna happen. So I'm on my way to what they call necessities. Necessities is you know, where you clothes, you get your laundry and all that bullshit. So I'm walking to necessities and a dude just walks by and say, Mexican got on boots. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Cause it's like, I'm, I've been in prison like the first day. What you mean Mexican got on boots? Everybody got on fucking boots. So I thought, dude walked past, Mexican got on boots. Mexican got on boots. So I tell somebody else, Mexican got on boots. <laughs> Dude look down and say, Mexican do have on boots and just take off running. I'm like, was I supposed to run? <laughs> Cause the Mexicans have on boots. So I asked the old dude, I say, hey, Mexican got on boots. He say, all right, they got on boots. I said, what that mean? He said, it's gonna be a riot. I said, you pretty calm about a riot. <laughs> I said, how you know Mexicans got on boots mean it's gonna have a riot? He said, cause Mexicans don't wear boots on the rec yard. I said, okay, what they wear on the rec yard? He said, sneakers, they play handball all the time. And then you look and you see Mexicans over there playing handball, but they got on boots. <laughs> So I'm like, doesn't still don't comprehend. So I get back to my cell. I say, hey, to my celly. I say, you Mexican? What Mexican got on boots mean? He say, that mean we gonna ride. We gonna stab a couple of black guys up. <laughs> and I ask this, this, when you in prison, you ask dumbass questions. I'm like, does the ride happen in here? <laughs> like, in this cell? Because me and you just finished eating together. What you mad at me about? I don't know. But this is when you learn that you stick with your race in prison, no matter what, you stick with your race. I don't know why I can't have a Mexican friend. He's in my cell. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but Mexican got on boots, and I got to figure out what I'm supposed to do now. <laughs> And I still don't know, I gotta still ask people. Found a black dude, I'm like, yo, so what I do now, the Mexican got on boots. <laughs> he said, you gotta find you a knife. I say, I gotta find a knife, ain't no, you can't have no knife in prison. He said, you just got here, huh? I said, yeah, I just got here. He said, man, look, you gonna need to find a dude named Cece and get you a knife. <laughs> it's 3,000 people on this unit. How the fuck I'm supposed to find Cece? I don't know. So I'm just walking around, Miss got on boots, Cece. 
Mexican got on boots, CC. Dude say, hey, you looking for CC? I say, yeah, you must need a knife. I say, yeah. He say, why you need a knife? I say, you ain't hurt. He say, nah, I ain't hurt shit. I've been away work all day. Mexican got on boots. He take off running. I take off running after him only because he never told me what CC was. I catch him, he say, man, go on the rec yard. CC gonna be on the rec yard. And I'm like, I don't wanna go on the rec yard. I just left the rec yard. That's how I found out Mexican had on boots. So I'm sitting on the rec yard, looking around for somebody who may look like a dude named CC. So I'm asking, I'm looking, I'm waiting. I say, somebody gonna speak to CC. Got to. Dude walk, what up, CC? I say, that's what I'm looking for right there. <laughs> I see CC, I nod, he nod back. I say, can I come over there? He say, come on, young blood. I get over there, I say, hey, CC, Mexican got on boots. He say, I heard. I say, I need a knife. He say, well, come to my cell. In a couple of minutes, I'm gonna hook you up. I get to the cell. I say, CC, I need a knife. He said, which the shit turned different. He said, what type of knife? I don't know, I just fucking got here. <laughs> he said, what type of knife you looking for? I say, something sharp, something to poke a motherfucker with. I don't know. <laughs> so he put up a towel and say, hold on, let me show you some knives. He put up a towel, went on this mattress, took some shit out, slid some shit back, and now it's eight knives in front of me. It's like I'm at fucking Macy's. I'm like, yo. I'm like, you know, what kind of knife you want? I said, well, you know, what kind of knife I need for a ride? I ain't never been to ride before. He said, well, you gonna need something where you can stick multiple people and it break off. I said, is that right here on the thing? He said, no, nah, these are personal knives. What kind, what you want your knife made out of? I said, there's too many fucking choices, man. I just need a knife to protect myself. He said, well, goddammit, listen to me, man. Do you want it made out of wood, plastic, metal, or what? I say, Cece, listen to me. I don't know, because I've never been to ride before, what's gonna protect me? He say, fuck, new ass motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's wrong to be just getting to prison. I don't want to be here from the beginning. So calling me new don't mean shit to me. So I said, so man, what would you suggest? He said, I suggest something personal, like a pin top. Pin top? No fucking pin top knife. I want a real knife, something I can just get in there with. He said, no, what you get, pin top is a knife with a pin, but you push a nail through it and then you put the top on it and just have it in your pocket so we can walk around with it. I said, that sound pretty cool. But can they, would that sustain with a riot? He said, no, this ain't, that ain't riot knives. That's just personal walk around. I said, motherfucker, I need a knife for the riot. Cause Mexican got on boots. I 
I said, man, how much is a personal knife gonna cost me? Two bags of coffee. Come back a little later on the day. I said, what is the riot? Jump off before I get the knife. He said, that ain't my business. That's on you. I say, cool, CC. So I wait three or four hours, and I knew he was working on my knife because I was down the cell and I heard <laughs> on the ground. I said, yeah, my knife gonna be sharp than a motherfucker. Because <laughs> I'm hearing it. I'm like, I'm hearing it. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. And I'm practicing in my cell how I'm gonna use my knife. <laughs> practicing my shit. So then this dude named Mitch say, hey, you getting you a knife? I say, yeah, CC working on my knife. He say, what kind of knife you get? I say, what the fuck is all the knife questions? <laughs> I say, I got me a nice little knife. He say, it's long, I can hit two, three people. He say, man, you need more than that. <laughs> I say, what I need now? He say, you need to know about how to fight in a riot. I say, how you fighting in a riot? He say, Mexican got on boots. This is the reason why they have on boots. So they can kick you in this fucking shin while you fighting. Boots are made out of metal. The metal, it's a metal tip boot. So you got to do this. This is Mitch. This is in my cell teaching me how to be in a riot. Look, first of all, when you get out there, stay close to the wall because motherfuckers going to be trying to stab you. I said, that's pretty much what a riot is. So he said, I got that part off the top. That's why I'm getting a knife. Okay. So he say, you gonna have to do a rock and lean. I said, what the fuck is a rock and lean? Mexicans gonna come out there, they gonna have their knives, you gonna have to have your shirt off with your knife, and when you do this, you gonna have to rock to see what, what foot the Mexican gonna kick you with. I said, this, this is too much, this is too much. It's like a fucking choreographed dance. I don't know what the fuck it's doing. So I'm waiting to get my knife, I'm in there fake rocking, trying to see what foot gonna come up, how to do that, you ain't in the fucking ride yet, I don't know, but I'm out there practicing. I go back to CC, I say, yo, CC, I gotta go to the rec yard, shit look like it's finna get live, I need my knife. He say, man, I just sold your knife. I say, man, what the fuck, CC? You said it was a personal knife. For me, it cost two bags of coffee. Why it's not fucking personal no more? He say, man, it was personal. Then a dude came in with three bags of coffee, then it made it business. I say, so you sold my knife? He say, yeah, sold your knife. I say, the ride about to jump off. Hey, man, do what you can do. So, moral of the story, how it end up, I fucking get cut. Because I ain't have a fucking knife, and I forgot to rock. I'm out there rocking with no knife. I've been practicing this shit for two hours. Rock. I'm not getting kicked, but I'm getting cut. I got cut down my side from a Mexican who didn't even have on boots. I'm about to be a white man, Billy. The mushrooms take it out of my color. I'm washing my color out, Billy. Billy, I got the Michael Jackson. Welcome to, um, to This Is Not Happening. I'm your host, Roy Wood Jr. 
taping this exact show last season and Ari comes into the green room and he's giving out bags of mushrooms <laughs> and I'm thinking okay Ari knows I'm a vegetarian so I'm like okay mushrooms perfect love mushrooms <laughs> but I'm being very naive because I'm thinking California has everything for vegetarians. I'm like, ooh, mushroom chips. Never had them before. <laughs> so I just see the bag of mushrooms. I just gobble them down. <laughs> Boom, mushrooms gone. Ari comes back. He's like, yo, Ali, where your mushrooms? I'm like, I ate them. They, was, they, was, they needed some salt, but they was, you know, all right. <laughs> and he was like, no, no. This not gonna be all right. I'm like, <laughs> and 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 I'm very like really naive to this. I'm like, yo, man, it's mushrooms. How bad could it be? It's like just mushrooms. Like I didn't had mushrooms before. He's like, not like this. I'm like, Are you crazy? I eat mushrooms all the time in meatloaf and pizzas. It's mushrooms, dude. What are we talking about here? And Ari's looking at me like, yo, dude, listen. And this is when I knew it was bad. This is when I knew that it was different. Because I'm a grown man, and if you grab my head, I'm probably going to beat you up. But Ari grabbed my head. He's like, listen to me. <laughs> it was very intense. It was like a lot of eye contact. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, do not use your phone because something's going to happen to you later and be in a safe place. And I was like, get your damn hands off me. <laughs> Why you gotta be in a safe place after you eat mushrooms, dude? Get out of here. So being very juvenile, so I leave the show with this comic named Billy Sorrells. He's like, yo, you wanna go get something to eat? I'm like, nah, I just ate some mushroom chips. I'm good. <laughs> but I go with you. So we leave, and he goes to get some chicken, and I'm, he's like, you want I'm like, no, I'm just sitting in the car, and just sitting, I wait on you to come back. And as I'm sitting there, <laughs> the mushrooms are back. <laughs> and I didn't really know what was happening, and like, I was sitting in, in this car, and the city took a picture of me. I'm just sitting there minding my own business. I just, I was like, what? Nah, they ain't. Yeah. I don't think that's supposed to happen. 
but it's gonna be two times in this story that I'm being very, very arrogant. And this is the first time. This is the first time being very arrogant. I'm thinking, well, I did just finish taping a TV show. <laughs> Maybe the paparazzi is after me. <laughs> so another flash, I look out the window, there's no people. So if there's no people, there's no paparazzi. <laughs> So I'm like, nah, that's crazy. It's too much flashing going on. And then the car shook. And I guess when you're on mushrooms, your mind never does anything like low to the ground. It, it, everything is expanding. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, the car shook. I said, oh, I'm in California. It's an earthquake. So I jump out the car. <laughs> So I'm out the car, and usually I don't, I know I don't stand up straight most of the time, because this is me standing up straight. I don't know why this feels uncomfortable to me standing straight up. So I usually slouch a little bit, and that's probably what happened, but this is what my mind was at. So I'm standing there, and I'm like, maybe like this, and I'm like, I'm getting smaller for some reason. <laughs> So, Mushroom Mind says, you in quicksand. <laughs> so, I jump back in the car, because I don't want to go down in the quicksand with my regular body. I'd rather go down in a car, okay? So, I call Billy. I say, hey, Billy. Listen to me, man. The paparazzi is after me. There's an earthquake happening. And apparently you parked your car by quicksand. <laughs> Billy says, stay where you are. I'm coming. I'm saying, I'm in quicksand, not going anywhere. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, if you have a friend that's on mushrooms, let me tell you how not to approach your vehicle. Billy's coming to the car like this. <laughs> Bad move, Billy. Because he's looking in the window and I keep turning away like, is somebody trying to kidnap me? I call Billy, I say, Billy, hurry up. Someone's trying to take me. He say, it is me. I say, who is me? We could have left long time ago. He prolonged this by 15 minutes. 15 minutes, I let Billy in his car, and he's like, yo, look, I'm gonna get you back to your hotel. When you get to the hotel, don't talk to nobody, just go to your room. So I'm staying at the Lowe's. So he pulls into the Lowe's, I get out and walk straight into the Lowe's, straight into the elevator. I'm in the elevator for 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm in the elevator for 20 minutes. It's a painting in the elevator, and I'm just so interested. <laughs> this is nice. This is nice. I'm, it's so intense. I'm like, this is crazy. So I'm in the elevator, and the door opens, because I don't realize that I'm in the elevator. So the door opens, and I turn around and see this lady. I say, hey, ma'am, what are you doing in my room? <laughs> she 
said, this is the elevator. What floor are you going to? I said, I'm on six. She was on four. I was on six. She gets off the elevator. She said, are you going to be okay? I said, ma'am, I'm going to six. I get to the sixth floor. I'm in the elevator for another eight minutes. Because I don't know if you know, at the Lowe's, the, the, um, the carpet is real colorful and it's stitched in a wavy pattern. And when you on mushrooms, you don't need no more colors and you don't need nothing wavy. So I got the door open, I'm doing this for eight minutes. That's wet, that's wet, I know that's wet. That is wet. So now they got mad, cause I'm like, what type of establishment puts a damn fucking pool on the sixth floor? I get back on the elevator, go back to the front desk and say, hey, what type of establishment puts a fucking pool on the sixth floor? The lady said, are you high? I said, no, and got right back on the elevator. Cause I've decided that I'm gonna swim to my room. Fuck it, it's not. So, I'm on the sixth floor doing one of the most amazing freestyles you ever want to see. <laughs> so right before my flip turn, I end up at my room. <laughs> so I get into my room and I know the mushrooms are affecting me because this is how I close the door. I close the door like this. <laughs> in my mind, if the mushrooms are on the other side of the door, they cannot get in to keep bothering me. So I'm in my room and I'm thinking, okay, this, this, this mushroom thing gotta be over. Gotta be over soon, gotta be over. Oh no, it's just starting. <laughs> so I'm in my room and I'm trying to be cool. I'm like, eh, okay, all right, uh, all right. It's a lot going on in my head. Uh, uh. So I'm watching TV and it's, and it's this, this beautiful lawn on TV just catches my eye. I'm like, oh, look at the grass. <laughs> And then this evil lawnmower comes and mows all the grass down. Like, oh no, don't do that to the grass. <laughs> I'm going through a lot. I'm going through a lot. I'm like, yo, man, I gotta, man, it's crazy. Yo, I'm talking to myself. I'm like, yo, listen, listen, calm down. This is when you know that you're too hot, when you're trying to get yourself together like this. Fucking get it together. I'm like, <laughs> I kept telling myself, get it together. I'm like, no, I'm too weak to get it together. <laughs> then I said, you know something? This is what, this is what always works. I'm going to go, I'm going to wash my face. Wash my face is what I'm going to do. I'm going to wash my face. Because washing your face always gets you together. But that's, that's a mushroom mistake. That's a mushroom mistake. Because <laughs> I went into the bathroom and cut the light on, and that uh, mirror fucking attacked me. I'm like, ah! <laughs> So I'm looking in the mirror and it's too much, man. Cause my face, one side of my face is like, I, it was slumped down like I had bell palsy. <laughs> and the other side was normal. I kept doing this. Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> so I said, you know something? I gotta calm, I gotta calm down. I'm gonna wash my face. Let's, let, me, let, me, let me go back in the story. I left the recording and they put makeup on your face to make you look smooth and whatnot. Didn't wash my face before I left, but I don't remember that, because I'm on mushrooms. So I wash my face, 
and looked down at that towel and saw all that brown in that towel. I called Billy, I said, Billy! Ah, Billy, the mushrooms. I'm about to be a white man, Billy. The mushrooms taking all my color, I'm washing my color off, Billy. Billy, I got the Michael Jackson. I'm in the mirror. I'm in the mirror for 30 minutes doing this shit. Losing it. It's, I'm going through a lot, man. And I knew I was going through too much because I got scared. Got scared. And when you get scared, you got to call the only person that you think care about you. I called my mama. <laughs> I called my mama, I called my mom. And this was, this is the second time that I was being arrogant. I called my mom and said, hey, listen to me. Do not judge me. I am in California in a hotel room and I'm on mushrooms. And she said, why, what's wrong? I said, I'm scared, mama, listen. Because a lot of famous people done died in hotel rooms in California. I said, mama, Pimp C died in the hotel room in California. I said, mama, Whitney Houston died in a hotel room in California. My mama said, well, you ain't got nothing to worry about because you ain't famous. I said, get the I said, whatever, lady. And this is when you start to learn things about your parents. My mama said, with the calmest voice, she said, I told her, I said, hey, I need to calm down. She said, well, you need to drink some milk. <laughs> and I hung up on my mama. I, I said, you don't know, and I hung up. <laughs> then I called Ari person who gave me the mushrooms. I said, all right, I'm in a hotel room and I'm losing it. I said, I need to calm down. And with the calmest voice, Ari said, you need to drink some milk. <laughs> so I called my mama back. <laughs> As soon as she answers the phone, I said, hey, junkie. <laughs> That's it. That was my story on mushrooms. Ali Sadiq, everybody.